Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dennis Poulet podcast. This is episode 16 and today I have an incredibly special guest. His name is Joshua Verwers, a friend of mine through a little cohort online that uh, I'm part of called Vlog Your Ministry and Joshua has an incredible ministry online. He's a pastor of a church. I'm going to let him introduce himself here in a little bit, but extremely pumped about today's interview where we talk all about leading our kids to live by faith. We talk about uh, being authentic with them. We talk about helping them ask the right questions, all kinds of things in this podcast. I know you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. So I'm sitting down here with Joshua Verwers. Joshua is a friend of mine online and uh, we never met in person. But uh, we feel like we know each other a lot. And uh, uh, Joshua, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you are and what you do, where you're at, all that kind of good stuff. Um, Joshua Verwers. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, a pastor, a vlogger uh, in Osceola, Iowa. That is South Central, basically just about 30 minutes south of Des Moines, 30 minutes north of the Missouri border. Um, man, I've... I've been in ministry, in pastoral ministry for about 13 years now. I've uh, been lead pastor of Full Faith Church in Sheraton, Iowa, uh, since I want to say it was 2014, I believe. Uh, so about six years now, about half that time, I guess. Um, and got started doing uh, what we like to refer to as digital ministry uh, in May of 2018, starting a YouTube channel. Uh, jumping into some of the other socials and really just trying to uh, encourage people to live by faith by showing my faith. Um, so just living life and letting Christ just come through like He naturally does. So tell me about your tell me about your family. What who's uh, who's in your family? Who you family. Uh, my lovely wife uh, Genevieve and we have four children. Uh, Kiera is seventeen. Logan is fifteen. Reagan is 12 and our baby Micah is 10. So that's sometimes that is... the most difficult question to ask a dad. How old are all the kids? Yes. And then um, we've got two fuzzy children, uh, Flower, who is a Pouchon, and <laughs> Duchess, who is a French bulldog. So 17 all the way down to how young is the youngest? 10. 10. Okay. I've, yep. I've got a, I got a 10 year old daughter too. So, um, yeah. That's a fun age right there. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> and by fun, I mean not fun most of the time. No, actually, it's it's fun. It's fun. I'm still getting... It's interesting for us as, as men because a lot of the things that they're going through and they're experiencing make no sense to us whatsoever because there is no logical, rational reason that they should be responding the way that they're responding. <laughs> um but then all of a sudden you get like a 13, 14 year old boy and it's like, oh, wait, never mind. There's no logical, rational reason why he should be reacting the way he is either. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least with the, the young daughter, you get stuff like this. I don't know. You might not be able to see this, but this is my uh, you have gotten this YouTube award for being the best YouTuber ever. This is my silver play button yes. uh, that my daughter gave me. I'm going to put it on the wall behind me somewhere. Um, yep. 
one of these days, but at least she's still sweet for now, right? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, still there. And that's that's amazing because I've got my 10-year-old that what happens with her, and we'll see if this will come through. Uh, let's see if the autofocus will catch it there. Yes. Mine will just dress up like me. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I saw that on Instagram. That was funny. And so uh, those are the moments that it's like, okay, dad's still cool. Kind of. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah, which which actually brings me to some of the stuff that I want to talk to to you about. This yeah. is kind of just a free-for-all parenting, pastoring. How are we helping our kids live by faith, which I know mm -hmm. that's kind of one of your taglines that you're you're doing um, right now. Yes, nice merch. We <laughs> got to get the merch in there. Um, link in the description below. <laughs> is there an affiliate? <laughs> Um, uh, I could probably set one up for you. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, but yeah, so so what I'm really trying to think about is how can we um, help our kids live by faith? And being a pastor, sometimes maybe we overthink that. Maybe we think mm -hmm. about it more than a lot of other people. But just as we're, you know, you know, the audience that we're we're talking to, Christian parents, yeah. uh, parents of teenagers, helping them lead their kids to live by faith. That's kind of one of the things that, that I'm very interested in. So give me uh, maybe some ideas of what you and your wife are doing or have done to help your kids live by faith. And I know that this is different for everybody. It's yeah. not necessarily um, a prescription for what, what we're doing or you should do or any of that, but uh, just, it's always interesting to me to hear what other parents are not necessarily struggling with, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, struggles, most of what we do is a result of the struggle that we have had to live through. So um, I'm interested in knowing some of those things, and maybe that will help out us as we uh, try to lead our kids. So give me some of those ideas. Yeah, so I think, and this has kind of just been a lot of the overflow of just my faith in general. Um, I try to have my faith be as real and authentic as it can be, I embrace my mistakes. I embrace the faults and the failures. Um, I don't shy away from them. And so I'll even expose them to my children. Uh, and one of the things that I know has really helped my kids early on was when I would do something wrong that especially wrong. And it was me just showing that humility and letting them see that, you know what, I'm a human being, dad's going to make mistakes, but ultimately what I need to do is I need to seek the improvement that's only going to come through my faith in Jesus Christ. And so it's like trying to live out those moments in real time um, with them and not hiding them off into, you know, a closed door and just saying, this is what's going on, uh, letting them see some of the struggles, letting them see the frustrations and not trying to to hide that from them. I mean, the jury's still out because they're not fully grown yet, but I think that's going to be something that's really going to help them. And part of that was uh, there were people in my life that would do the same thing. And when I saw that, it it made Jesus more real to me because I saw him working in that very moment. It wasn't just that he was on the pages of a Bible, but he was right here right now, helping him walk through these struggles. 
And sometimes it was just, you know, simple things and little things. And so I think the other thing that helps um, my kids is I'm always asking questions. I, I'm always asking that question. Why do I believe what I believe? Like, if I be do I really believe this? Just because I've always done something a certain way, does that mean I should be doing it the same way? Why am I doing this? And what do I believe? And that always leads back to the question of, well, what would God say about this? Um, and then because of that, I've seen my kids start to ask those questions. They're starting to get to that point now where something will pop up and they will just ask the question, you know, hey, dad, hey, mom, what does the Bible say about this? I was watching YouTube and I saw somebody say this and I'm, I'm just wondering. And I think that's where it really helps to have those conversations. So that's one of the big things we do is just try to live it out there and just ask lots of questions in front of them. So they see us going through the same yeah. thing they're going through. Yeah. Something about authenticity that uh, is, I think it really resonates with our kids whenever we can be authentic about our faith. Like I know that I want to be a perfect parent, um, even though that doesn't exist. And so right. I want to make sure that I do everything exactly right. And then I want them to at least see me as that. Cause I, I think about this all the time. It's probably morbid, but I think about like, well, whenever I'm not around, how are they going to remember me? And right. so like, I I'm like, well, I really want uh, to be this perfect kind of parent, but I've never really heard anybody at any funeral say like whenever the kids are talking about their parents, they don't say, they never say they're perfect. No. They, they say we loved <laughs> no. our, we loved them. Yep. They did this, they did this, and these are the things we learned from them. But nobody ever really says they were the perfect parent because we all have those cobwebs that we've got to like, you know, get out of our, get out of our, <laughs> you know, we need Jesus to clean up really. Yeah, and so exactly. being authentic with our kids and asking those questions that you said, you know, kind of, uh, I wrote down two things while you were talking. I wrote down authenticity and I wrote down um, leading from a posture of learning. And yes. so I think that like sometimes whenever what you're saying is, you know, hey, if I can teach my kids how to ask the right questions, then I yeah. can teach them how to obtain the answers um, and go to the scripture for the answers. And so those are those are the two things I heard from you just now. And I think those are really good nuggets for us. Um, I know we all always kind of say authenticity. We always yeah. say you got to, you know, you got to model it in order to, for them to catch it kind of a thing. Um, yep. So what are the things that you do to kind of actually like help them when they have those questions where where do you guys go what do you do are there is there like is there like a hey we're gonna go study this together or is it like i'm gonna give you some scriptures that you can read or what is what is that like whenever that happens uh, a lot of it just depends on the the situation um yes all of the above uh sometimes um it, it really kind of varies like one of the things that i again the learning aspect you know, of course I'm pastor, I'm preaching. So I've got my teens that they're in the adult service with us every Sunday. And then, you know, the younger two are over in kids church, although that's only going to last for, I don't know, a few more months. And then I've got three of my teens that are going to be in the service, but every Sunday we're leaving church and I'm just asking them, what is something you learned, um, you know, from today? And it doesn't have to be, 
you know, huge. Um, it, it really doesn't. Like sometimes it's as simple as one word that was said that made them giggle and they didn't realize that word was actually in the Bible. I'm good with that. I just want to know that they learned something and that they're they're trying to pick something up. When the topics come up, I think the ones that are most fun for me, like there's a current one right now that we're walking through and trying to figure out. So the biggest game out there on the planet right now is Among Us, which is basically there are imposters among us and they're trying to kill us and we're on this spaceship and we've got to figure out who's the imposter. And the imposter's job is just to deceive. It's to lie that they are the imposter so that they can then defeat everybody else by killing off everyone else. And so it's just little questions with my kids and saying, hey, um, how do we play this game from a Christian perspective? And, and it's just asking him the question. Like my son, even the other night, he's like, ooh, that's a head scratcher. And he said, because we're not meant to deceive people. We're not supposed to lie to them. God hates lying. But this is a game. And everybody knows that at least somebody is doing it. So it's like a guess who type of a game. And what? I don't know. Is it clear cut? Is it, you know, right now? And some of them, they're asking me and I'm just like, I don't know yet. I, I haven't figured out. I'm still trying to figure that. I'm still processing. Well, there you go. Theaters. You should not play that game because you have to lie to play the game. There we go. So it's like, and that's the thing. I've done this in my life where I've said certain things. They have principles and elements that are so contrary to biblical principles and scripture that I will completely reject it. And then all of a sudden, it's like years later, I then have matured and then i will try to embrace it and that's where i'm really asking the kids i was like i i mean i can't read the scripture and see a clear cut where thus saith the lord thou shall not play the game of deception known as among us in the year 2020 um <laughs> and because i don't see that we now have to start to look and we have to start to extract these principles out there and once we're doing that it then is applying scripture in a different format. And that's where we have to take extra care for it. And, and what I'm really teaching the kids at that point is we need to make sure that we have the right motives and the right heart behind this. Um, because ultimately I believe that's what Jesus is more concerned with. He's concerned with our attitudes and our motives than he is, you know, our actions. Um, and not sometimes that there are, like and that, sometimes but. there are, um, actual you know there are not, not situations where you should lie that's not what i was going to say i promise right um but sometimes that asking the question is more important than yeah. knowing the answer so helping our kids ask the question and struggle with that that's where the growth takes place yep. whenever they're they're struggling with like you know i mean 99.9 percent .9 of kids who are playing um, among us are not asking the question of whether or not from a Christian perspective or a Christian right. worldview, I ought to even be playing this game because there is deception involved. Most, most yep. kids aren't, aren't even asking that question. So in order right. for our kids to grow, we're teaching them that the struggle is what actually helps them grow. It's not yeah. having the answer. And is there a right answer or a wrong answer? There, there probably isn't necessarily like you just said, 
You cannot go to a chapter and verse that says thou shalt not play this game in this year because there's deception involved, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing that says that. So Correct. now as we are, and, and life is just like that. It is. Life is like that where you are like most of the decisions, many of the decisions that you have to make as an adult, which is what we're trying to lead our kids to be. Most, many of those decisions don't have a clear cut right. right or wrong answer. And so you extract biblical principles by asking the right questions and by following the, the model that Jesus gave us. Yeah. But at the same time, what I want my kids, I heard somebody say one time that it's more important to, um, what we really, what we usually want to teach our kids is what to think instead of how to think. But it's more important to teach our kids how to think than what to think. Yes. And so I yes. think when we're talking about these kinds of things, it's how do we help them develop that skill to be able to yep. think and evaluate through the lens of scripture so that they can become functioning adults in a world where not everything is so clear cut. Um, and yeah. they're and they're growing as adolescents in that in that area of mentally being able and capable to see beyond the concrete yes and no. And so yeah. if we understand uh, adolescent development, we understand that as they're growing in that, they're not kids anymore. You tell a kid it's right to do this. It's wrong to do that. Yep. But when you get to be an adult, it's not always right or wrong. It's now I have a whole bunch of steps to go through in order to evaluate whether it's right or wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that is one of the things that I'm really trying to do. You know, you talk about the morbidity of what happens when I'm gone. Well, when I'm gone, I don't want my kids to say, you know, what would dad think about this? If anything, how would dad think about this? You know, and, and that's the thing. I just want them questioning um, and ultimately doing the same question that I would do. And what does God say about this? I don't care what I think about this. I care what God thinks about this. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. And I think too often we could easily slip into a legalistic approach uh, where we, like Israel, have 630 some different laws and regulations that we have now created when God just gave us a handful. And in the New Testament times, you know, in our current day and age, even with my kids, it's like, okay, whatever we're winding up doing, it should then come down to falling through this filter of, are we loving God with every ounce of our being and are we loving others like ourselves? If we're doing that through this approach, then the essence of our faith is still intact. If we're not, that's where we really need to start self-examining and saying, okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong here. Maybe what I'm doing is wrong because my motives are wrong. Um, and I think those are the type of questions that, it's going to develop over time, but I'm leading them into that of just trying to say, let's, let's just start asking the simple questions of what does God say about this? And then to see where it all kind of falls together and the pieces fit. Yeah. As you say that, I think of the, the verse that said, you know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want my kids to do. Yeah. I do want them to ask what would dad do, but yep. I, but I, or what would dad think? But I, yep. I do agree with you. How would he think? Hopefully they would say, what would dad think? Well, he would think that we need to 
yeah. think like Jesus. And so we're going to do this. And so we're yeah. going to ask these questions and we're going to go this way because hopefully by the time I'm gone, they understand that, you know, it's not all clear cut answers that dad is just going to have for them, but right. it is, I will give them a process to be able to figure that out. Um, yeah. I, I was going to ask you another question about, um, your kids and from what I understand, you know, you've, you've been around the Christian world for some time mm -hmm. now with them. And so they've probably grown up in church. Um, yeah. and so my, one of my questions is how do you keep them interested in the things of God as they grow up? if that makes sense. I mean, a lot of kids, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're young kids, young kids, young kids get to be about 12, 13, 14. They're still, you just were, you know, we were just talking before about, you know, on the bus and stuff that you drive for, for yeah. a real job. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. where the middle school kids are still kind of into it. Like you, they'll yeah. comment on your hat or whatever, but then the, the older kids, they, they don't even, acknowledge right. it. So the question, I guess, is how do you, how have you at least tried mm -hmm. or attempted to continue in that um, faith journey with your older uh, kids? You say you have a 17-year-old, so I'm coming yep. up to that with a 15-year-old. So um, these next two years, I believe, are really critical. Yeah. And uh, so what kind, of, what kind of advice would you have in that sense? So a couple different things. One of them is the things that I, I try to make sure that they have that are one, just fun. I mean, come on. Scripture tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. If there's not some joy inside their lives. And so I want them to, to have joy. I don't want their Christian experience to be all doom and gloom and sorrow and misery and struggle. Uh, and so we're trying to have some fun things and do fun things. And it can just be, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything overly complicated. Sometimes it can just be going outside and playing with them, which means I have to do some exercise that I don't like doing. Um, little things like that. I think having those moments when there's things that they're interested in because they see other kids that are doing them. Okay. If it's something that we can do that doesn't violate, you know, our Christian morals and ethics. Absolutely. Let's, let's do that. Let's have fun with doing that. And then I also try to find the things that they're interested in um, just from like an entertainment perspective and see if I can do what Jesus did with the children and draw an illustration out of it to draw a, a parable or a lesson. And so some of that has been easier with my son because he and I have a lot of the, the similar personalities, but even like with, um, you know, my daughter, we're able to do that where she's into some of these different YouTubers that I don't know who they all are, but she'll tell me about, you know, this one, uh, they just adopted a new kid and it's like, that is amazing. I mean, isn't it cool when there's somebody that's an orphan, they don't have a parent and somebody comes by to adopt them, to bring them into their family. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, it's, I can relate to that. That's what Jesus did with us. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, that is. <laughs> and it's drawing those little distinctions or with my son going back to like the Superman movie of, you know, Man of Steel. 
Um, and there's that scene where he like comes out of the, I think it was the spaceship and he's standing there, you know, doing this crucifix pose. And I just smacked my son. I was like, do you see Jesus there? You see Jesus there? I see Jesus there. Um, those little moments that I'm trying to also equip them to see God in everything because he is, um, and he's got his, you know, fingerprints on it all. And so it's trying to help them to see those God moments which then takes their Christian experience out of just a church setting and it becomes an entire life experience. And that's something that I'm really trying to um, instill in them. It, it, it requires a lot of work. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to, to see those moments and think, Oh man, I got to hear about another YouTube family vlogger that I have no interest <laughs> in watching. Okay, um, but then to listen and uh, to listen intentionally and try to hear exactly what she's saying and then draw that connection. How can I tie this into a lesson, a principle, or maybe just one of those aha, you know, type of moments? Um, or maybe not anything at all. Maybe exactly. it's just a, I showed I interest in something that you were into. Exactly. Right? Like, and that's, that's where, to me if one I of the can't... biggest difficulties because it's like my kids want to talk about stuff and I'm like, yep. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm mm -hmm. not into that game or I'm not yep. into I'm like I've turned into my dad where I'm like nowhere near what you guys are. <laughs> and if it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with my world, then it's a little bit different. And so yep. but just to take those five minutes, like when they yes. actually want to talk to you, because yep. that doesn't doesn't happen very often when they want to yeah. talk to you and you take the five minutes to listen and to actually comprehend and put down the phone and actually look up and pay attention. Like that to me is a struggle, but I know yeah. that it makes a huge, huge difference yep. um, in yep. their lives. Even if I can't find that through line of how to tie it into a lesson or an aha right. moment or anything, just taking the time to actually pay attention I think yeah, is, and, is huge. And I think that that is an even greater key that you're pulling out because it's the, the willingness that we have to be present that is sometimes more powerful. And that's the other thing is if we can, as, as fathers, as parents, if we can act and emulate our heavenly father in such a way that we're attentive, we're concerned we're interested in our children. We want our children to talk to us. We want them to have conversations with us. I think when we can do that, it opens up that world for them of being able to talk to their heavenly father in a, in a similar way of just saying, you know, hey, God, here's what's going on in my life. Um, I know you know, but I just wanted to tell you about it. Um, and, and my kids do the same thing. I mean, my kids are always telling me something that I already knew. and. Most of the time, they already know that I know because their sibling already told me the exact same story, but they want to tell me the exact same story. Okay. And I want to hear them. Um, and, and that just requires, you know, from a parental standpoint of just sitting there and saying, okay, this time that we have with them right now is precious. It's also short. And there's going to be a day when they won't talk to me about, you know, the new family vlogger that they found. Yeah, so, and and and, it's, and sometimes it's okay to that they don't agree with us 
mm-hmm. on everything too. I think that's, you know, we, we didn't really touch on that going into the how to think kind of um, yeah. idea, but like it's, it's okay sometimes if we lead them down a way and they're completely different. Like I'm 100% sure that my son who's only 15 and I have different political views as for the election that just just happened right so and and a lot of that has to do with the youtubers that we watch and and the worldview that we've been we've been given and fed right but but it's okay like it's not the end of the world and that's kind of what we talked about in in a previous podcast just like being able to sit down and say hey i i believe this you believe that but guess what you're still my son so no matter what whether you go a different way or not, I'm still going to be just like you said, like Jesus, where I'm modeling that regardless of your actions or your beliefs, I'm modeling that we are, I'm always going to love you. And and so, so I, like, you can always come back as, as, you know, I just was reading about yeah. the prodigal son and I'm like, man, that's, that's the way you have to be, even yeah. though it hurts to know that yep. your son or your daughter is going a different way or believing a different thing or not listening to the way that you've been teaching them. Um, those are, those are important things for us to remember as well. Like we're, we're doing our best to model. We're teaching them how to ask the right questions and it works out great whenever we can show them attention and they, and they do agree with us and they do go the right way. Agree with us. Isn't the answer going the right way, <laughs> right. According to the way that the scripture is, hopefully we're going the right way. But hopefully yeah. they're on the same path as us. And if not, being capable of saying, you know what, I'm going to keep praying for you and I'm going to keep prodding you and I'm going to keep helping you ask those questions because I believe that the scripture is faithful and will not return void. And therefore, you will one day, God will, if you keep asking the right questions, God is going to reveal to you the truth about what you need to know. He's doing that with me. He does that every mm-hmm. day with me. And so he's going to do that with my kids. And so now I'm preaching, but you, you get the point. You good. get the point. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think as cliche as it is to say, uh, there's a moment where as parents, we need to do our best and really just trust God with the rest. Um, that's not to say that we shouldn't continue to try to improve, which we should, but we have to be okay with just saying, I'm doing the best that I know how at this moment. I want to know how to do better, but I also am okay realizing that I'm not God and I don't see the end. And even though we may have a time where we're struggling and we're at each other's throats and things aren't going the right way, and I'm wondering if I've even raised them to follow Christ at all, God's going to be able to kind of fill in those gaps, my weaknesses, because when I am weak, as the apostle Paul says, that's when his strength is made perfect. And so it's like, okay, I'll embrace it. I'll embrace the struggle bus at the moment to realize that here's God coming in and he can make up that difference because that's what he's best at. So yeah. And that, that and that is, that is a huge relief Mm -hmm. when a parent or when anybody, a pastor, when we can see that it's not all on us, um, man, that, that's a, that just takes that weight right off of you. Not that you don't do your best, Yep. but it's like lifting weights with a spotter. 
Yeah. <laughs> not that it I is. lift many weights, but you know. Um, but yeah, so so yeah. well, do you have you have anything else that you would want to say? I know we're coming up on times almost up, so um, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts or ideas or where people can find you. Any of those kinds of things would be wonderful if you wanted to tell us that. Um, the only, the only parting thought I would have is just to try to encourage you, uh, each and every person, whatever it is that you've been called to, whatever it is that you're doing, just search the scripture and say, God, how have you equipped me? And what am I supposed to do as a husband? What did the scriptures say about a husband as a father? What does it say about a father as a mother? What does it say about the mother? And then what is it you want me to do now? And just do that. Don't worry about the outcome as much as you should be worried about the obedience. I don't know what I'm doing online. I'm just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, if, if you want to go through the process of seeing what sticks with me, you can pretty much find me on most of the socials at Joshua Verwers um, or joshuaverwers.com. That's all I got. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, man, this has been a good conversation. So, uh, thanks so much, Joshua. Well, there you have it. Great interview with Joshua Verwers. If it brought you value, be sure to like this page and hopefully you are subscribed to the podcast where we have more and more interviews that will help you lead and launch your teenagers. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>